Welcome to the Sunbeam Chats podcast, a conversation about business, entrepreneurship, women, wellness, and more. I'm your host, Arden Holman. Let's get started. is another episode of Sunbeam Chats. Today's guest is Arthur Patrick, aka Chef P, and we're talking about catering to the stars. Arthur Patrick is a high-end celebrity chef who is also a personal and traveling chef. He is professionally known as Chef P. In 2014, he attended a prestigious Johnson & Wales University in Miami, USA, to pursue a bachelor's degree in culinary arts and food service management. It is there he became certified and honed his skills to become the talented chef he is today. Over the years, he has worked with many celebrities, the likes of NFL Baltimore Ravens star Elvis Drummerville and the chef for touring celebrities in the Caribbean like Anthony Hamilton, Fantasia, Neo, Ludacris and most recently, the African giant Bernard Boy, who performed in Chef B's homeland of Tobago. Welcome, Chef B. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I'm very thrilled to have you. Uh, So this is very exciting to talk about, you know, as I said, catering to the stars. And catering to the stars can mean so many things, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, In particular, though, we're talking about food. So, Arthur, or Chef P, did you always dream about becoming a chef? What is your story? Um, Well, to be honest, I didn't always dream of becoming a chef. I actually wanted to be in the military, so I wanted to actually join the Coast Guard because I had an uncle who was in the Coast Guard. So I was in Cub Scouts, I was in cadets and all these things leading up to joining the Coast Guard. But um, I grew up in a large family where all the males in the family could cook so normally when we get together for christmas or any family gatherings um the males in the family tend to be the ones who would bubble a pot as we say you know Um, so i always loved food but i didn't know that i wanted to be a chef Mm, interesting and, yes. and I like the fact that, you know, these family gatherings, the men would cook rather than the woman, because, you know, it's usually the other way around, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I have been told that men tend to cook a little better than women. And I, and I, and I will agree, because um, <laughs> I do have my better half who can actually cook. And I would admit yes. better than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so you studied in the U.S., so of course you didn't know. You want to become a chef, but at some point in time, you realize that you did. How did that happen in terms of um, going abroad to study in the U.S.? Um, how did that transition take place? Well, um, I used to be in the kitchen all the time because, uh, as I mentioned, um, all the meals in my family could cook. So I just so I used to make jokes, you know, with my mom and tell her that. Um, I will be the best cook in the family, you know? Um, so I always used to be in the kitchen, not really experimenting, but um, 
I always used to make mac and cheese. Mac and cheese was my go-to meal. So I always used to be in the kitchen making mac and cheese. And I looked at, I was looking at something on the television a day, a cooking show. And the chef was making a pasta. And he added oregano to the pasta. So, you know, I told uh, my mom, I said, the next time you go to the grocery, buy some oregano for me. And she did. And I added the oregano to the pasta. And my mind was blown because I was thinking this one ingredient, you know, changed the flavor of my mac and cheese so much, you know. So it kind of piqued my interest into the different flavors, adding out to food to, you know, change it up. Um, on completing secondary school, I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, and my mom, she came home from the grocery one day and she told me, uh, you know, I met a chef in the grocery today. And I was like, oh, really? And she was like, yeah. Um, I told him that my son wants to be a chef and he told me to send you to the hotel tomorrow. So I was like, okay, no problem. It was Blue Haven Hotel. So the next day, bright and early, I went to the hotel. Um, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to learn to make all these nice dishes and, you know, basically enhance my mac, my mac and cheese dish. But it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, I went into the kitchen and the first station that the chef put me on to work um, was a dishwashing station. So I actually started off my career at the bottom as a steward, as a dishwasher. Yeah. So every day I would wash the dishes, I would have to clean the kitchen, but I was always interested in what the chefs were doing in the kitchen. So I would finish my duties as fast as possible to go and observe or even assist with uh, whatever they were doing. Um, so they realized that, uh, well, I was interested in what was going on. So eventually they gave me more responsibility. They promoted me to, to a breakfast chef. So I started doing uh, omelets for the guests and just small things around the kitchen. Um, so while I was working at Blue Haven Hotel, my mom, she was like, I think I need to maybe apply for the hotel school in Tobago and do an associate degree in culinary arts. So I did. So I went up to the school. Well, we went up to the school. I applied. And while I was working at Blue Haven Hotel, I was also, well, I also started to pursue my associate degree in culinary arts. Um, on completing my associate degree at the Tobago Hospitality and Tourism Institute, I ventured into the industry some more and I worked at a few different places around Trinidad and Tobago. Um, well, I did an internship at Cape Hop Hotel. I worked at Stonehaven Villas in Tobago. I worked at Bamboo Mile and then when Magdalena Grand, which was formerly known as Hilton, yes. opened, I applied for a job there. Um, so I started working there. While I was at Magdalena Grand, I wouldn't really say that I was bored, 
but you wanted more i wanted more basically okay. and looking around the industry in trinidad and tobago i realized that it was limited um, limited in terms of promotional opportunities for locals um, limited in terms of uh, creativity in food and all these things so i told myself you know that i need to get out of here and uh, maybe go abroad so i spoke to mom and uh, we started looking at schools and when i saw the price of the well how expensive it will be to go to school in the u.s i was kind of discouraged because i really didn't know where the money would come from for me to pursue you know something like this uh, but one thing you know my mom always instilled in me is to you know trust in god leave it in god's hands and you know mm. something will happen so um so i did that and um the that's us the department of advanced training and advisory services in tobago they were actually offering scholarships to i guess tobagonians who wanted to further their studies um pursue you know nice. was it a full scholarship no it wasn't a okay. full scholarship but it 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 was a it, drop in the bucket you know okay so um so i got a scholarship from them and um, i also took loans and you know my mom also assisted um where she could with my tuition yeah. so in 2014 i left tobago and i went to johnson and wales university in miami to pursue a degree a bachelor's degree in uh, culinary arts and food service management mm, excellent what a wonderful yes. story though um you know one your ambition and your appetite for more your ambition to do so and then your mom helping you i mean such wonderful stories and that's totally the testament um testimony of your parents and your mother's influence really pushing you to do you know to go and pursue your passion yeah correct yes. yeah excellent so you would have gone abroad and you studied um and we'll come to later on in terms of how you were able to connect and work with celebrities so you went yes. abroad you studied i'm sure it was an interesting experience but i want to talk it about was. now coming back home what was that transition like was it easy to find your footing once again coming back home was very interesting um that transition for me involved uh, basically reconnecting with the local culinary scene and leveraging the skills and knowledge that i gained abroad you know to i guess help me um when i came back home i really wasn't sure what my next step would be yeah. uh, but i sent out applications to different places and um somebody called my mom and told her that um, i'm not sure if you're familiar with um miss deborah metivy uh, yes i do no that chef yes yes mm -hmm. 
So somebody called my mom and told my mom that she's she was opening a new restaurant in Trinidad. Um, so maybe I should, you know, go and have a conversation with her. Uh, so I made arrangements and I went to Trinidad to, I guess, have a meeting or an interview, whatever you may want to call it, uh, with Miss Metive. So, you know, from being in the US, most times you go to an interview, it's not just a verbal interview, you know, especially as a chef, they expect you to cook. Yeah. So, indirectly, I walked with my knives. Um, and the first thing she asked me is, did you come with your knives? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing that you didn't. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it's like, pack your bags, right? <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh, yes, well, I walked with my knives, and she was like, good, come in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I came in the kitchen, and, you know, she was setting up everything still and, you know, getting everything in order. She said, um, they have a kitchen full of ingredients. She said, create something, and when you finish, you could call me and I'll critique it. So I was very nervous, like very nervous because, you know, growing up, um, well, while I was in hotel school, I knew who she was. I knew that, you know, she was the first woman to yes. ever hold an you know, executive position in a Hilton brand. Correct, yes. She was the first female captain on the Trinidad and Tobago culinary team. But you know something uh, though, it's interesting though, uh, Chef B, because you you studied abroad though. I mean, so I, it's interesting I, that you still have the what we call it, the imp- uh, imposter syndrome. That, yeah. um, be, but you <laughs> studied abroad, so interesting. It happens to everybody, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was really a little intimidated because, you know, basically she's one of the best chefs in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, uh, she. She is at a point of where basically I wanted to be. Yeah. So it was a little intimidating, you know. So, so what um, did I you went cook? To... What did you well, yeah. <laughs> I went in the kitchen and I was looking around for a while. I was actually shaking. Um, oh. So I went and looked around. Um, I saw some potatoes. Uh, I think I did some type of chicken blood. I think I made a sauce with mango and something else. I did some potatoes and mm. I think I braised some pak choy and some other things. Mm. I don't really remember the plate, but yes. I plated it and I carried it for in the dining room. Uh, we sat down and she basically critiqued the plate. She went through every single aspect on mm. the plate. You know, she told me, okay, this is good. This is good. Um, they could maybe improve on this when okay. they put in this plate, you know. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated that. Um, and yeah, we had a short conversation and she told me we'll be in touch. Um, I think maybe a week later she called me mm-hmm. and she offered me the position. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so I was successful. Um, unfortunately, I didn't take the job because... Uh, well, it was a new restaurant she was opening, so um, she wasn't able to, I guess, pay me yeah, the amount she yeah. wanted. And when I really checked my expenses... Um, because you would of, have had to move to Trinidad, right? And live yes. 
Okay. So yeah. I have to train that parents and all these things. So yeah. when I really added up my expenses, it it really didn't make sense. And she understood. She understood. And yeah. uh, she always told me, you know, uh, despite you know you might take a job, if there's anything you ever need, any information you want to pass something by me, feel free to call. Yeah. So um, we developed. I guess that relationship. Um, so after that happened, hotel school called. Uh, hotel school called. Uh, Seahorse Inn called at the same time. Yes, I've been uh, to Seahorse Inn as well. Yes. Very nice restaurant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. I should tell so, you, I'm a very much a foodie. So all of these places <laughs> and people you're talking about, I definitely know. <laughs> so I can relate. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So. I decided, so I did the interview um, with Hotel School, and I also had a conversation with um, Nick, the owner Seahorse. Yes. And I decided to go with Hotel School. Um, I've never taught, well, I never taught a class in my life, you know, I, I, but I was accustomed teaching people in the kitchen how to cook, you know, but I've never stood up in front of class and had to teach like theory and all these things. But I applied for hotel school and um, I was successful. So I started to teach culinary arts at the Tobago Hospitality and Tourism Institute, the same institute that I got my associate degree at. Excellent. Yes. Very interesting. I like the, this is such an interesting story, you know, coming back home because it's very difficult for a lot of people coming back home to find jobs and to find their footing but um just the entire experience working with you know applying for at least you know the test and then getting back home i mean really really great story um so i want to shift gears now and talk about you being the celebrity chef so you're back home you're working in hotel school um how did the this celebrity (laughs) chef thing start um how did that come about because i mean you know, you've worked in jazz festivals, all these fantastic yes. events in Tobago. What was that call like? Or was the first call? To be honest, I have to give all the credit back to Miss Metebe because she was actually the first person to give me my celebrity right. chef, personal chefing job in Tobago. So how that happened is... Um, in previous years, she was the one that they would call to cook for the celebrities for the Tobago Jazz Festival. Okay, yeah. But as I mentioned previously, she was opening a new restaurant. So in terms of her time, she really didn't have time to, you know, take that yes. job. Yes, yes, so, understood. So she called me. She was like, hey, I have, a, I have an opportunity for you. So I was like, okay. Um, she was like, uh, so the Tobago Jazz Fest is coming up. They asked me to um, do the personal chefing for the celebrities. But, you know, because I'm still in the process of opening the restaurant, I really don't have time to do it. So I suggested you um, for the job. So <laughs> I was a little shell shocked, you know, and um, she was like, I know you could do it. I know you have the experience. Wow. Uh, she was like, I trust you. Uh, 
she said if you have any questions on anything um, just call and direct you i'll give you an idea of you know, how to go about uh, wow. you know yeah. setting up everything and so i was a little afraid uh, even though that wasn't my first celebrity yes, job. because you did but, you worked with um the nfl star in the, in the u.s right yes yes i worked with him but the thing about it was um one of my uh classmates a guy named christopher terry he's from antigua um we actually did it together mm-hmm. you know so it wasn't a situation where i had to do everything on okay. my own Understood. yeah so um, so she gave me this opportunity and I took it. Everything was last minute because I think, um, let's say she called on the Monday. Yeah. Uh, the jazz or the celebrities were coming in on the Thursday. So right. April, usually around that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have time to really, you know, sit and internalize. Uh, you just jump right in. Yes, I just jumped right in. So as new boss, I... I you know, I was questioning everything. I was questioning myself, and mm-hmm. uh, nevertheless, um, I you did it. Uh, yeah, I put things in place. Uh, the good thing about working at the hotel school is that um, I have access to the students, and they are always willing to, you know, Wonderful. get experience. And I also pay them, you know, so yeah. Uh, so I was able to build a team a good team around me and um so we did the jazz so that year was new um, fantasia and uh, anthony hamilton yeah uh, yeah i've been to the yeah. jazz festivals wonderful events and so who knew yes. i mean i'm you know well i i worked there with the sponsor the company i was with in terms of marketing and so all of this is happening to have these stars come out on the stage you know question for you though and mm-hmm. you know working with celebrities they obviously have their specific needs you know you're basically catering for, for their needs was there ever a time that you would have done something you know you say chefing worked for one of them and they did not like what you would have put forward and how did you deal with it um as far as i know there hasn't been anything that i've made that they didn't like um, okay excellent this process you know dealing with celebrities um involves a lot of careful planning and communication so before i even make anything um i you know sit and have a conversation with them um to understand if they have any dietary you know preferences restrictions taste preferences um and if i can be flexible with the menu right. so you know most times i try to incorporate some of our local cuisine uh, along with um their their cuisine or wherever they may be yeah. uh, coming from so right. i've never gotten a bad report i hope that i never get one um interesting enough when i um did the job for Buna boy uh his mom she actually came in the kitchen with me a um, morning and she showed me how to make a tomato stew 
well it's a kind of tomato red pepper stew um, okay I, I think the name of it was obi atta um which is some it so, sounds similar to our choker toma- tomato choker would you say yes it's 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 very similar but it has a heat like a strong heat element it okay uh it's very spicy um but for me i i i always try to please my guests so how that situation happened is um the night before the previous night she was having a conversation with me and she was just speaking to me about the dish like she didn't expect me to make it she didn't want me to make it she just was having a conversation and talking about their cuisine and the type of food that they eat um mm-hmm. but for me service is everything so i'm always ready to please my guests so i went out i got the ingredients and the next morning i started to prepare it um so she came down and she i told her well you know i'm trying to you know make this dish for you and <laughs> yes she was impressed so she came in the kitchen and she told me okay this needs a little bit more heat this wow. needs you know so you know she guided me on how to go about um making that dish um yeah but as i said i haven't gotten a bad report and i hope that i never will you yes. know long, long may it continue yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um i mean such an interesting story amazing story wonderful um stuff here um so you're working with celebrities you do other things like you're a traveling chef and a personal chef um what is your style because you said that you aim to please the question i think is um how do you distinguish yourselves from other chefs personal chefs and then what is your style of cooking how do i I distinguish myself from other chefs um what i would say um distinguishing myself in this you know very competitive culinary landscape in Trinidad and Tobago um I would say for me it would involve a combination of innovation um consistency and I also try to do a bit of marketing so I'll say effective branding uh, I also you know try to um focus on let's say creating uh unique culinary yeah experience you know um an experience that you know when they finish dining it will be something that they would remember and then I also try to provide good service so as i mentioned previously i always try to go above and beyond for for them so most times you know dealing with celebrities sometimes they would call at all hours one two three o'clock in the morning maybe things um so they could call two o'clock three o'clock in the morning i will always be available to it's what it needs basically <laughs> um, like for example when i did the job for ludacris um i well before he came we agreed on a menu i sent a menu to him so he knew exactly what he was getting um every day for breakfast lunch and dinner and one of the days he messaged me 
maybe about one o'clock in the morning and he was like he wants to change the menu for the for the next day mm-hmm. well for that for that morning and he was like you know i i, I know it's one o'clock in the morning um if you can't do it it's okay uh, but um this is what i really like for tomorrow so what he wanted on that day he wanted a breakfast burrito um so in the burrito uh, he wanted like scrambled egg and steak and all these things and then for lunch he wanted uh cauliflower crusted pizza um at that point in time i really didn't have those ingredients because as i said the menus were already preset so i critical thinking so this is where critical thinking came in so i told him okay um jumped in my car as in Trinidad. uh i went down the avenue because he wanted a burrito so i went to a gyro man and i bought some of the gyro wraps uh went back home i messaged him i said you know i don't have cauliflower um to make a cauliflower crusted pizza but i have oatmeal so do you mind oatmeal he was like yeah no problem uh, i never tasted um a oatmeal crusted pizza so i'm open to it so i did that and the next day i carried it for him and on arriving he was like um i know that you might not have gotten an opportunity to you know really make everything but uh i apologize you know changing up the menu last minute and That's i was like no, I, mm-hmm. I was like no i i did everything and he was like really i was like yeah i was like i got everything done and like, he was so amazed he was like but it's crazy blah, blah, blah. so I, I i i always try to go out of my way yes. um, them. Um, in terms of my culinary cooking style I would say growing up in the Caribbean um, had a very big influence on yeah. approach to food. So, you know, the vibrant flavors. Um, so, a Caribbean fusion, you would say, with your international training? Yes, I would say that. And while I was at school, actually, that was one of the things that always set me apart from my peers in the classroom uh, okay. the whole flavors that i would uh, bring to my food uh, so my style of cooking or where i would like my food to get to um there's a chef in the caribbean from barbados his name is um jason howard um i would say that maybe he may be the first chef in the caribbean to well, whenever Michelin decides to come to the Caribbean, he may be one of the first in the Caribbean to actually get a Michelin star. Mm-hmm. So his his type of cooking is something called modern Caribbean cuisine. Oh, uh, excellent. So basically, he's basically, if you want to call it enhancing um, all our dishes and, you know, on an international level. Like when you look at the dishes, it may not look like the traditional uh, dish. Caribbean food, yeah. All the flavors, everything would be there. So, okay. uh, I, I you're am aspiring. Aspiring. You're aspiring to that. So, okay. To get my food to that 
Okay, Chef P. So as we come to a close, where can persons find you to book any of your services? Um, persons could find me on Instagram at Chef Arthur Patrick. Um, also, they can send me an email, uh, Chef Arthur Patrick zero five one four at gmail.com or sometimes people um, message me on whatsapp um, so that's how you can go about booking my service okay well chef p this has been such a inspiring conversation it totally is from the fact that you started <laughs> off not wanting to be a chef you wanted to be in the coast guard and, and this you know the connections i mean deborah being sort of like your mentor i mean yes. wonderful wonderful story and i congratulate you on all of your successes so far and then i continue to wish you all the best um in your endeavors and that you will also you know achieve <laughs> the the level of cooking that you desire and then one day get a michelin star as well thank you thank you thank you what that's 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 actually every time i make my vision board because every year i do a vision board uh, i actually put that on it that i want to be one of the chefs in the caribbean at some point in time whenever that is to receive a michelin star yeah so well. we'll see Yes, we'll see. And as I said, <laughs> put it forward, pray about it, manifest it, and it can happen, yes? All right. Yes, well, thank you again. Um, it was a joy to have you and keep doing what you're doing and being the excellent chef that you are. No problem, and I thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you. This has been Sunbeam Chats with Arlene Hallman. Be sure to download the podcast for more great, inspiring stories. And don't forget, follow Sunbeam Chats on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time. And remember, keep shining and thriving.